Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. All right, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. You know what he's saying? You don't have what it takes to be in spiritual warfare for a victory. You need to have your strength in the Lord. You need to recognize every day that this battle is not yours, but His. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. Don't leave anything out. That you may be able to stand against the wiles, the methodios, the carefully devised methods of the devil for your demise. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. The last two teachings I've done on this, we go into, he goes into the spiritual principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, that is in the interstellar atmosphere and the area above the earth. Therefore, since you've got all these enemies that you are no match for, take up the whole armor of God. Notice what he said, since you've got all these enemies, um, try to find a demon in every bush. No. Since you've got all these enemies, be absorbed with what could happen to you. No. Since you have all these enemies... It's okay to be aware, but it's not okay to be absorbed with the devil. The Bible tells us to be on the alert, but it never tells us to saturate ourselves with what the devil's doing. It says to put on the armor of God, and the armor of God is enough. You don't need to go to Bible conferences to find out which devil's doing what in what Put on the armor. It's sufficient. Thank you, Lord. Take up the, verse 13, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. How many of you know in every mature believer there comes a time when, boy, are you ever in the crucible? I mean, it feels like all hell has broken loose against you. Things are going wrong in your business, in your practice, in your finances, in your body, with your children with your grandchildren, with all your friends. There is just mess everywhere. In the evil day, you need to understand that there are times when the enemy is coming after you to do a work of destruction, and it seems relentless. It feels like it's never going to end. But I want you to know that when all hell breaks loose against you, you've got all heaven that's for you. Put on the armor. Stand therefore. Verse 14. <laughs> I think that's amazing when he talks about all these principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual hosts of wickedness. Stand therefore. Stand. This is the third time he said stand in the last few verses. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth. We talked about the necessity of the waist belt of truth. That it is the key. Your core is the key. It is where all the other 
all the other instruments of victory are hung. The waist belt of truth, and last time we talked about this evil age, the culture that is under the, the lies of the devil. It lies under the influence of the evil one, and he is a liar and the father of lies. We talked about how there is an onslaught now of, of lies that are coming against. Um, every believer is facing pushback from the onslaught of the evil one's lies. And I want to tell you, if you've got children or grandchildren, you need to be praying every day for them because there is an onslaught in this world system to try to get them to believe lies and operate accordingly. But I want you to see something here. The next, the next weapon is the breastplate of righteousness. What is righteousness, Pastor? Righteousness is right standing with God. Righteousness is right standing with God. Are you in Christ? Have you received Him as your Lord? Well, you may, not, you may not be thinking, speaking, or acting like it, but if you are in Christ Jesus, you're in right standing with God. You can listen to the voice of the Spirit, and that broken fellowship through sin has already been paid for. All you need to do is confess and agree with God about it and repent. He'll give you the grace to do it. Right standing with God is righteousness, and the Bible tells us to put on. Remember that the breastplate in Roman warfare was made up of two major pieces of metal. One down the front, from the neck all the way to the knees. There was a, a sheet of metal in front and a sheet of metal behind. Sometimes, that, there, that metal was in, in the form of, of scales in the vest part. Why, why do law enforcement agents wear vests? Because that which is most vulnerable to attack or even to become a fatality is in this area that is to be covered by that vest. That breastplate in Roman warfare was essential, especially in hand-to-hand -hand fighting, because once a sword or a spear could get into anywhere in this chest cavity, it was over. Do you know the reason that a lot of us have, as believers today are getting defeated in warfare is because we've never really put on the breastplate of righteousness. We don't understand who we are and what we have. God has given you a right, a right standing in Christ Jesus. He's given you righteousness. I want, I, I want you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 for just a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Hold your place there at Ephesians. We'll come back. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. The Bible is talking here about how we inherited sin from Adam, but how we were the recipients 
of grace and forgiveness and righteousness in Jesus. He says in verse 17, a verse we all know, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Do you know that in God's eyes, when you became a new person in Christ Jesus, old things got passed away and all things had become new? Now you can live like you're old, but that's not God's fault. That would be unbelief. But I want you to notice something in verse 21. This is talking about what God did in Jesus for you. For He, God, made Him, Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin. Everybody say, for me. I say, for me. He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us. What? that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Is Jesus Christ the righteousness of God? Yes or no? Are you in Christ? Well, then how is God going to see you apart from being in Christ? See, what the devil has tried to convince believers of is, you're just a dirty, rotten sinner. That's all you are and all you'll ever be. And then we try to tack on at the end, but we're saved by grace. If you are in Christ, you need to stop starting with I'm a dirty, rotten sinner and say I am in Christ and He has made me His righteousness. Quit talking about who you used to be. And start embracing who you are in God's eyes. Hallelujah. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we, in Christ, might become the righteousness of God. Now back to Ephesians chapter 1. That's a blessing of God. That is a blessing of God. In chapter 1 of Ephesians, beginning with verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He didn't leave any of them out. Just as He chose us in Him. That is, God chose you in Christ. Before the foundation of the world, He knew you, He loved you, He saw Do you know that regardless of the way you've been acting lately, regardless of your sin, regardless of your pain, God saw you before you were born and He loved you. He chose you. And He gave you the grace to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. And He placed you in a position in Christ to where in Christ He wants to give you every spiritual blessing. Why would He not want to give you a blessing if you're in His Son? Why would He want to withhold anything good if you are in Christ His Son? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing just as He chose us in Him. All right, here's what I want you to do. Say it with me, church. I was chosen by God in Jesus Christ. Now notice what He said. That we, in Christ, should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Where is Jesus right now? 
seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes or no? Yes. Where are you right now in God's legal eyes? Are you in Christ? Yes. So God says he sees you holy and righteous and blameless. How, how's he doing so far? But pastor, I'm not acting like it. Well, that's my problem and yours. It's not God's. Our problem is we fail to see ourselves the way he says we are. The root of it is just we don't really believe it. Oh, I think the root is we're just so terrible on the inside. No, the root is we don't really believe it. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. All right, everybody say it with me, church. I am in Christ. And therefore, in God's eyes, in Christ, I am holy and blameless in God's presence. And He loves me. Notice God's looking at you in Christ, in love. Does the Father love the Son? Well, if you're in the Son, how could He not love you with all His heart? What this world needs is for people to get revelation of how much God loves them. Lord, give us greater revelation of your love. He, he, he pre-designed he pre a destination that we would be adopted as his children by Jesus Christ. Oh, me see, by, by legal physical birth, we were all sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. We had to be adopted. How many of you know to be adopted is a beautiful thing? It means you were chosen. You were chosen as sons and daughters by Jesus to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. Can I tell you something? Because God loved you, it just made him so full of pleasure to bring you into, into the knowledge of him. To the praise of the glory. See, this, this brings glory to his grace, not your performance. God doesn't accept or love you based on your performance. I don't know about you, but mine's not always very good. God doesn't love you on the basis of your performance. You can't earn your way to the grace of God. You have to receive it as a gift. What are you talking about? That's just the simple gospel. Hallelujah. And notice, to the praise of the glory of His grace by which He, God, I love verse 6, he, God, made us accepted in the beloved. The beloved is Jesus. God made us accepted in the beloved. See, some of you think if I could just get a little, if I could, if I could just get a little more holy, if I could just get a little more uh, prayer time and church time and, and worship time, and if I could just get a little bit more of that, the Lord would be pleased and I'd be accepted. Can I tell you something? Are you in Christ? You're not going to get any more accepted than that. God, give us revelation. 
God give us revelation. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the grace of God. The grace of God. Well, so, is my performance not important? Your performance can't earn you the favor and the righteousness of God. But performance is not something that gets you into that favor. Performance is something that flows out of it because you love it and you're grateful. If we really see how much He loves us and the grace of God and how He sees us, that'll make us walk in obedience. We'll want to walk in obedience. And God will get the glory and the honor and praise for it. Now, I want to show you the verse that changed mine and Dina's life. Would you be interested in hearing that? Many years ago. Turn with me to um, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. You're looking at a, a man now who is not a, a novice in the, in the matters of the Lord, ordained as a minister, ordained as a bishop, an overseer of other ministers, doctor's degree, served six churches in a Christian school. I'm not a novice, but I didn't have revelation of what I'm fixing to share with you, and I have been praying, God, give those who will hear this word revelation of what you revealed to Dina and me all those years ago. Romans 5, 17, I'd read it I, I, countless times. If by the one man's offense, that is Adam, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive. Everybody say the word receive. In the Greek, that word is a derivative of the word lambano. Listen to me. To receive does not mean to have. To receive means to take into oneself. There's a difference. To receive in God's original language, it means to take, to receive. It's not enough to get a new coat. That's to have it. You got to put it on. That's receiving it. Can I ask you something? Have you received by revelation of the Spirit of God through the Word of God, have you received the gift of righteousness? Or is there still this floating sense that somehow you just don't measure up, somehow you just can't quite get it together, you just can't quite make it connect. Guilt, shame, 
Remember, the breastplate of righteousness, if you're walking around in shame, you're going to get pierced by the devil. You'll never win until you get revelation. God says, by one man, that is through Jesus Christ, we are to receive, listen, receive, have and take the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace. You know what? What does abundance mean? More than enough, right? Sufficiency is right on the line. Abundance is more than enough. The Lord says it this way on purpose. Those who receive more than enough of God's grace, God's grace is His favor and His ability. Those who receive more than enough of God's favor and ability and the gift of righteousness, watch this, will reign in life, will more than conquer in life will have authority in life. Life will not do you in. You will reign in life. How? Through the one, Jesus Christ, who gives you the gift of righteousness. Who back there? looking around here. Jewel. Come here a minute, Jewel. Jewel, you, you love and uh, you, you believe your pastor, don't you? You know I pray for you every day, don't you? We've talked about this, right? I want to give you something. A gift. Um... Do you believe me? You don't see it yet. She said, I know. <laughs> but you believe me. Okay. So you believe me. If I give it to you, will you take it? Okay. <laughs> okay, you can go back now. There was no rehearsal to that, but it couldn't have worked out any better than that. Let me tell you, that way, I've been doing this a long time. That might have been the best one ever. <laughs> Do you believe the Word of God? Do you believe that He loves you and that in Christ He has, he, he has given you a gift of right standing? That you have mercy and grace to come boldly before the throne of grace 24-7 and not be put to shame? Do you, do you believe that in Christ God loves you enough that He wants you to see yourself as His son, His daughter, in right standing with Him? Then receive. Take. You can have a gift sitting under your Christmas tree and it will legally be yours, but until you unwrap it and put it on, you hadn't taken it. You have it, but you hadn't taken it. 
tank to give. Pastor, how do I do that? How'd you all do it? She said, I believe you. I said, will you take it? Yes. Thank you. How do you receive the gift of righteousness? Believe God is offering it to you in Christ Jesus. Receive it by faith. Say, Lord, I believe it. I take it and put it on. Put it on. There's no arrogance to that. There's, there's great joy and thanksgiving to the Lord. It's a gift. It's not enough to have. It's time to take by faith. Well, Pastor, how, how in the world did that work? Well, you see, in my inner consciousness, and Dina's as well, over time, there had just there had been, we believed that the Lord loved us unconditionally, but He accepted us more when we were doing a bunch of stuff right. You ever fallen for that lie? Oh, the devil likes to keep you in condemnation and shame with that one. And religious, religion is a perfect context for the devil to work in that, in that way. So in that little room, having listened to the Word and the Spirit of God opened our hearts, we said, Lord, we receive the gift of righteousness. But then, see, we had to walk in it. The next morning, I had to get up and look at myself in the mirror first thing in the morning and say to myself, you, sir, are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because myself was telling me, you're crossing a line here now. So I told myself, thy old self, these words. God said, I am in Christ Jesus, holy, righteous, and blameless before him, totally accepted. So I say again, in Christ Jesus, I declare I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You've got to wear it. You say, oh, I felt like I was driving on the wrong side of the road. You ever have those nightmares? You're just driving down the road, and uh-oh, you're in the wrong lane. And your flesh says, you're in the wrong lane there, buddy. No, on the basis of the Word of God, and because of the love and grace of God, I hereby declare that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when God sees me, He sees me in Christ. And the only reason I sin, and I do, is because I don't really believe it like I ought to. Not because I fell off a log somewhere and I have to work my way back up. No, Lord, I confess my unbelief. I responded wrong 
because I didn't really believe that you were in me right here, right now, this moment, and I didn't submit to you knowing that that was my highest and best. I ask you to forgive me for my unbelief. That's confession of sin. That's necessary. I don't know about you, but I can go back to the messes I've made in my life and point to one dominant sin, and that is I just didn't believe what God said was the truth. If you're walking around in a bunch of shame, if you're walking around beaten up all the time, if there's a floating sense of guilt, that just seems to, there's just darkness in, in your subconscious all the time. Come to grips with the Lord and His Word and declare what He says is yours. You can't just have it, you've got to wear it. Take it. It'll change your life. We humbly receive. I want you to stand with me. How many of you would say, Pastor, the Spirit of God has spoken to me like He spoke to you and Pastor Dina so long ago? There just seems to be a, this floating sense of, of non-acceptance, of shame, of guilt, and not measuring up. And I see today where I've been wounded by the evil one because I'm not wearing the breastplate of righteousness. But today, I'm not just going to have the breastplate, I'm going to put it on. If you believe this in your heart, I want you to pray this with me. Are you ready? Mighty God, thank you that you love me as you love your Son, that you see me in your Son, and in your Son I am holy and righteous and blameless and loved and accepted and forgiven. I am in Christ because of your grace. So today I declare that on the basis of your word, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. I receive abundant grace. I receive the gift of righteousness. I will have it. I will wear it. In Jesus' name, in whatever accusation that I receive from the evil one, I won't let it stop me. I will stand on the truth of the word of God. And I will prevail because you promised I would reign in life through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Grant revelation, Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Blessed forever and ever, oh God. Hallelujah. Want you to know we love you. Go with God. He's going with you. We'll see you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.